up all things of challenge from the fights to filling the drinks to the madness and everything else. I'm your host, Megan Hines, along with my good friend, Alicia Solomon, and we are going to talk about the aftermath of the big fight with Josh and Fessy that was instigated by Corey and Tori, which led to a Ricky getting a warning. So we'll, we're going to get into this. So to jump back from episode seven, the next day, it was very solemn. Like, it was solemn and silent. No one knew what was going to happen um, with Fessy because Fessy put his hands on Josh in the fight. People were like, okay, so what's going to happen? Is TJ going to come in like, and say something? Like, that doesn't happen really a lot. Um, we also got a moment where, like, we still also we still need elimination last week because like this is a continuation. But we first went to Emmy and she was talking about not wanting to leave the competition without picking Uncle Fifi. And she literally lied to Verna to her face. It's who allegedly she was closest in the house. And then she signed her I wrote she signed her life away uh, to the Veteran Alliance in hot sauce. What? Okay, so she was in the room with Fifi, Kyle, and Devin, and I think Corey in there. And they're talking about her wanting to pick Fifi. And she was like, in there, this, it was really like, okay, her being into the Veteran Alliance officially now. And so, like, they had her literally sign her signature on a board or whatever with hot sauce. Yo, we be watching the same show? Because I did not even see this at all. Yes! What the hell did this happen? <laughs> right at the beginning of the episode. This is like right at the beginning of this episode. Yo, I don't be watching this show at all. Like, this is terrible. <laughs> I have no clue what you're talking about. Like, no fucking clue. <laughs> all right, we just gonna skip past my comprehension skills because I did not see this part at all. Okay? Okay. <laughs> And then Josh and Fessy have a come to Jesus moment. They realize how how this fight really brought them closer and made them realize how close they are as friends. And Fessy said that his ego didn't let him have an honest conversation with Josh about Amber and the, Josh's feelings towards him as well. I mean, the conversation was two weeks too late and then everything that happened with them putting hands on each other and them throwing drinks and glasses on each other it had it came to a boiling point to me I understood where Josh is coming from now like I see why he rode so hard for Fessy and Casey because he sees them as family like he is riding with these people again we've discussed this before and he has to kind of remove himself from putting them over himself in the game but overall I clearly see where Josh is coming from and why he was so hard on Fessy and was going so hard in that whole argument that happened after the fact too not only at the uh, layer but also in the living room I mean Fessy he kind of gave like a little half-assed apology he was like yeah you know bro like I'm so sorry da 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 and you know him and Casey I feel like Casey was kind of pushing that on Fessy listen we we are family da 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 like we should be we shouldn't be fighting like this we should be talking to one another whatever whatever and Fessy and 
his fussy way, he really couldn't muster up emotion. He was trying to, he was trying to put Josh in, in his, in his shoulder and trying to like big brother him. Didn't, didn't pun. Okay. And pat him on the head. Josh was just kind of just moving away because he was so emotional. Overall, they got it together for the most part. Yeah. And then like they normally would like head out to go do nominations, but there wasn't any like signal for them to go do that. So like after that, after our conversation, everybody was just anxious because they didn't know what was going to happen. And TJ pulls up to the house and TJ said, it's never good without to come to the house. And that is true. Someone is going to get disqualified when he comes to the house or get a stern talking to. So I guess that's what a handler does. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he basically was going to say that he was disappointed in basically everybody that was involved. He gave Esther a warning because she was a rookie. She didn't know better. And <laughs> then when he was talking about Josh, like Josh, you should get it together. And he's like, I guess we'll keep Josh. And then he said to Fessy that he was deactivated and he had 15 minutes to pack and leave. In which it was funny <laughs> that when he said, I guess we'll keep Josh, I was like, Josh should have left too. Because he does this a lot too. But I get with Fessy, he put hands on Josh. But it's just like, they both were in the wrong and they should get something. Yes, granted, Fessy got deactivated. I don't think they were both wrong. Fessy was clearly in the wrong. Like, he started the shit. Josh is emotional. Yes, Josh needs to learn how to control himself and learn that he is not a bad bitch and, like, this is not how people fight. But ultimately, Fessy put his hands on him first. Like, sorry, if you put your hands on me first, all bets are off. I'm throwing glasses. I'm throwing drinks. I'm throwing my hands. Like, I'm throwing everything. Oh, I hate that I'm saying this, but I side with Josh. Somebody mushes me in the face, yo. I'm throwing everything. Like, one hand on neck, one hand on front, on mong, mong, mong. Why are you being weird to me? Like, like I, I get Josh's side. I get it. I would do the same thing. It's just that when handing out these punishments, it's a slippery slope at times. And I feel like because Josh has been in arguments that have got a little bit chaotic at times too, I feel like he should have also gone. That's but the precedent was set with Esther. Esther also threw a drink. She got a warning. Granted, she's a rookie, yes, but the precedent was sent. Josh also threw a drink, so he also gets a warning. It, it would have been weird to me if he would have got sent home, too, because he did the same thing as Esther. The only difference is, is that he's been in the game longer, and Esther just got there. Okay. Whereas Fessy has, he put his hands on somebody. Fessy, again, like TJ said, he has shown the capability of having this behavior continuously, just like Josh, all in fact, He's done this prior. So it's like, once you put your hands on somebody, that's it. Like, that reminds me of last season when he was um, trying to make a joke to CT and that man's self. And CT was about to put his hands on him. And Fessy was guarded by the girls. <laughs> that's all I remember. Like, he was not trying to fight CT. But he really put his hands on Josh, his best because, friend. Because he knows who to pick your battles with. Nobody's going around... You're not going around picking people that you think could beat you in a fight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're not going to go around and start mushing those people, too. So, just and, saying. And what's sad is, like, you can't, like you know how Josh is. And you know how emotional is. He he literally said, like, you put your hands on me. I didn't think you would ever do that. And I'm like, y'all can't be doing I'm sorry. Now I'm about to defend Josh. I can't be doing this to this man. 
like this is what i'm saying like this is a put hard position because it's like i'm defending josh but i completely understand his side when you get in a fight with your siblings and you start putting hands on each other it's like all right now we're taking this a little too far like come on now if you're arguing that's one thing words are words and words can hurt more and blah 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 at the same time you're in a situation where you're not supposed to be physically touching anyone in that way and you just disregarded that and just completely did that. And then you did it to me. You did it to somebody who you're supposedly very cool with. We're supposed to be quote unquote brothers. That's where it just, it just doesn't, I, I completely see Josh's side and I see why he was so emotional about the whole situation because I would be too. Like that's supposed to be my family. Yeah, look at us. <laughs> I know, right? What the fuck is going on? Let's move on. Cause I'm tired. <laughs> All right, once PJ said that Sassy was reactivated, Josh just let the tears flow. He was crying for the both of them. And he was like, like, Josh, I get it. You got your warning. And I get you're sad that Sassy got to go. But like Sassy said, there's consequences for his actions. You got to live with that. It's, I guess, sad that he has to go. But it's the game. It's not sad. It's not sad. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) What the shit? (laughs) It's not sad, okay? <laughs> like, honestly, better gone sooner than later. He could miss me. N- goodbye, Fessy. Miss ya. Boo's not crying. <laughs> <laughs> right before, like, going into the chamber, he was like, okay, y'all have to go in there and pick people to go in or else I'm gonna do it for y'all. Y'all can't just be standing around and looking with, like, sad faces that this man is gone. Y'all still got a game to play. There's still money on the line. Get y'all asses in the chamber, or else I'm gonna do it for y'all. And I feel like <laughs> PJ would have probably put a vet in if he if it was his decision. I would have liked to see that. After the fact, I think I forgot who it was. I think it was Devin or someone else was like, I we need to go in because I don't want TJ to pick for us because that would just put a pin in that whole vet alliance game that they've been running for so long. Yeah. And once they got into the chamber, people were still being sad about Fessy. And Kyle was like, Boo-hoo, we're all crying. My Fessy is gone. And like, <laughs> I was like, Kyle, same. Okay, I, me and you on the same energy. Like, I don't care that this man is gone now. Time to refocus and figure out who the heck is going to go in. But we already knew what's going to go in. So what was the point? And then we got all the spiels about the previous fight, starting with Tori and Corey apologizing. And also, me and Devin both were like, where is the littlest violin? Because this is a sack of shit. They ain't sorry at one bit. They ain't sorry at all. I could care less. They could have said anything at that point. And I was not listening. Because in that moment, they kept trying to harp on the fact that they didn't mean for it to get that far. And which was bullshit. So the fact that y'all are coming back and y'all circling back and trying to apologize for it. Move on. And Tori is quote unquote supposed to be Josh's friend. Girl, you know how this man is. You know once it, you the one that grabbed him and put him back in put him in that situation. You should be actually apologizing to him. And I kind of wish that TJ also like told them to that they shouldn't have done that. But I know he wasn't one. You now you pushing him, Megan. Now yeah. you pushing him because <laughs> you know production went and told them motherfuckers to start some shit. Okay. So like we gotta remember this is also a show. Yes. This is not really like us trying to, you know, 
be, be like all political and yeah. be like the moral police over here. Like this is not what the fuck it is. MTV. Yeah. <laughs> but still, it's it's at this point it's fuck Corey and Tori because Corey's ass has not been doing nothing this whole season, and Tori she can just go lay up of whoever else that she is trying to flirt with. She was trying to flirt with Vignano too. I'm like, girl, how many people have you been trying to flirt with this whole season? First it was Kells, then it was Ed, and now it's Emmanuel. Girl, bye. I can't with her. And she's nah, a I'm really head. weak. I'm weak. <laughs> I'm tired of her. I'm tired of her. I'm really like, every, like, I realized also ever since the next season of Ari the One, she's been hella annoying. And it's gotten worse over time. And she tries to put on this act like, oh, I'm innocent. I like, I, my name is Ben and I in it. Your ass is something and you are in it like stop it like i see through what you're doing you ain't freezing a lot of people be freezing me i don't like that i'm sorry i really don't <laughs> that's that <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry I, I i just have to get that out because <sighs> go off queen yeah but um Devin started to play point person um, and trying to gauge the conversation and get to different points that needed to be gotten to. And Esther also mentioned that she didn't really mind going in because obviously she had to get a new partner. And the only way for her to do that was going in and doing so. And then Amber also said her piece about the situation. I just know while she was saying that, Verna was rolling her eyes. And she was like, I don't want to go down. As I get, I, I understand that there is some hate for Amber within the house, but I just want to say once again, where is the footages? I would like to see visually what is this issue that y'all have with Amber. That is all. Because Bernard and Esther both said that this girl was fake. And I'm just like, I need the evidence on why you think this girl is fake. That's it. And this is something that we clearly don't see on camera. I don't want to discredit what they're saying and what they're feeling about her because it, can be, it could be completely true to their experience, which it has been. So I don't want to dis- sound like I'm discredited what they're saying about her. I just also can't take it at what they're saying on face value because I haven't seen that from Amber. Amber can be a little much sometimes, you know, she can be out there. But to me, she's just, she's so new in the game too that she's just trying to figure herself out overall so i can't really call her fake i can't like i can't call it yeah i really can and so for both of them for just coming in the house and then for them to feel that way last season too it's like you know when when there's like a majority of people saying something but i out to see what's going on but you move accordingly yeah but there's something brewing that we just are not getting to see and i would like to see it I mean, yeah. it may come out, you know, over time and ultimately if she, Amber keeps playing the game and they keep inviting her back, but we, we may never know. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all, like, my, I just want to know, like, what is the actual reason? I, I, I'm not taking away that their feelings about it, I just want to know, because the way that they're editing this, the show, like, we're getting their side of why they don't like her, but, like, we're not seeing as the viewers what it is she's doing. Aside from last season of her and Amber M, like we saw that. Other than that, this season, we're not getting it. And I, I just want to see where it's coming from. That's it. And then the House votes for Esther to go into elimination. 
go to Emmanuel and Emmy having a conversation outside. And Emmanuel tells Emmy that him and Casey were leaning to put her in because Emmy has been saying she wants to go in and be able to pick Uncle C.T. Literally, like, this is my chance to pick my dream partner and see an Uncle C.T. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I, I get it. Like, C.T. is great. But the way that this is building up and it's like, well, it's really predictable. And then Berna um, pulled Casey to the side and she started campaigning to her to try and get Amber in elimination. She basically, her main reason was for that was for Amber starting the drama the previous night. To be honest, I don't think Amber started the drama that previous night. I really don't. She really didn't. It was Tori and Corey who decided to start some shit about pizza. Amber decided to take that opportunity to talk about her being blindsided, that they've been walking on eggshells around that conversation. Amber decided to bring it up, and it started to just blow up. So Amber didn't start it. She just brought up the reason why she was blindsided. Then it just ensued from there. Like, if we want to put, you know, play the blame game and and get the pie going, 50% on Tori, 50% on Corey. That's it. Yes. Because the prank, the prank was on Amber, and it backfired. That's that. But <laughs> all while, like she's talking to Casey, CT is talking to somebody, and he wants out of the partnership with Brenda because he thinks that she is becoming a liability to him because she is reckless in the things she's been doing around the house. That we kind of have been seeing throughout the season because of her getting into it with Ashley. Early in season with Nelson, and then like her, like just I don't know, being around people that she's being messy with, I guess. Like, I don't know, like that they've been seeing around the house. Like, a lot of people, I think, in the house were peeping how people are moving, and that's just how it could be crumbled with that. Again, everything is off of what other people are saying is happening in the house that we're not clearly seeing, but the way that. CT was like, listen, I can't even fuck with this girl anymore. You know, I have to disassociate myself with her. That's saying something because they're a strong team. So the fact that he wanted to even disassociate himself from her, that's saying something to me. Then we saw it come up again in episode eight with Amanda also mentioning like she didn't like Berna either and majority of the house didn't like her. So it's something that, you know, this is a 24-7 living situation. So people are seeing how they are in their everyday life so they're seeing something we're not seeing it and nobody likes the girl her choices in men it got me from there so i really i'm just cool like i it's not i don't like you it's no hate but i'm cool that's it yeah because i think the main the main reason why um amanda don't like Brenna is because ashley is her best friend obviously and she didn't like that Brenna came between ashley and nelson whatever that's the only reason i feel like with amanda Whatever else, that will come out whenever. Emmanuel also said he didn't want to put Emmy in. When he was talking to Casey, he said he didn't really want to put her in because if she goes in and then she gets eliminated, it was done for what? Casey brought up to him the fact that Amber's mama has also been strung along in the house and Casey was like, I still can't trust her. And I'm like... What is it do you have against folk? I don't I don't get it with Casey. I really don't. But that's neither here or there. Then we go to the lair. Right when everyone walks up, they notice that it is a hall brawl set up. And this is our first sighting of a hall brawl this season. But 
as like later on, it's not really a hall brawl. It's a hall brawl with twists. But that's the votes. Emmanuel and Casey both vote for Emmy. And when Emmanuel casted his vote for Emmy, everyone was shocked. He's like, what is going on? Like, what is what is happening right now? Like, y'all are close. Why is Emmy going down? That was everyone's like thought. But like, y'all should know. Like, some of y'all have known that she wanted to pick BT. So I'm like, why y'all act the shock? I think it, it's just TV editing. I don't really know if it was a shock shock because Emmy had been going around telling people that she wanted to go down so that she can get another partner, which was clear from the start that it wasn't going to work between her and Huey. So she had to get another partner. That was just what it was. Yeah. <laughs> she even asked, like, why the hell are you down here again? Like, why? Emmy was like, well, basically, like, I need a new partner and I want to risk it, risk being here, being in No Nation to get a new partner. Berna is starting to see that Emmy might have played her because also pick PT. And this girl is just seething throughout the whole nation. It, it's just funny to me. So let's see Elimination. It is, like I said, a twist on Hall Brawl, but it is called Rage Cage. It's Esther and Emmy, and Rage Cage is the game. And the players must run through the narrow hallway past one another and then climb up at the end of a low wall and ring a bell. The first players who ring a bell twice, they win. From the jump, like, this was a headbanger. Like, they were really, like, having each other at the stalemate and really, like, going at it. And I was, like, really excited. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote my notes, like, they were really tussling for real. Because <laughs> at one point, Esther was wrapped around Emmy's legs. But that didn't really break out in her favor because Emmy just, like, got out of it and it stepped over her, Alan Iverson style, and ran up and got on the wall and rang the bell. Yeah, this was an interesting match because Esther is strong and so is Emmy, but Emmy obviously had the height advantage over Esther, also had a weight advantage over Esther. So she was going in with disadvantages against her. She tried her very best, you know, wrapping herself around like a a toddler, not wanting their mom to leave or whatever. And she was just holding on so tight. She was trying her very hardest, but Emmy obviously overpowered her. She got to the other side. And I'd like to switch up of the hall brawl because last season we complained about seeing like four different hall brawls in one season. I like the differentiation between this one where it was just, you had to not only get to the other side and it's like hitting a buzzer, but you had to climb. It's like a little fence. wall fence. Yeah. yeah, fence. I'm like, I'm doing this. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta climb a fence <laughs> to get to the bell. Emmy got it on the first one and... From there, it just, you know, it's the best two out of three. So Esther had a, a far way to go. Yeah. And in round two, like, they were at a stalemate at one point as well. So they were, like, at that for, like, a cool minute. And then they both got free. And they both were kind of neck and neck going back to their walls. But Emmy got to her bell first. And she bring it and won the elimination we got a different kind of any post elimination challenge reaction because she started not screaming but she was very emotional obviously um and said this is for my family this is for romania this is a lot but it was in celebration and got a fun track so yeah yeah we see emmy win and you know i'm glad that she's able to get to pick her partner sad to see esther go 
but not really because after the shit she just pulled in the last episode, she could obviously leave with Fessy too. For me, like I was just over her after that whole jumping in each other's faces and throwing drinks and all that other shit. So I really want to see her next season though. And I thought it was funny after the fact that who was she arguing with? She was because okay, because they're saying congratulations, and Amber said you did a good job. Oh yeah, okay. So Amber said you did a good job, and Esther was like, "Bitch, like <laughs> you're fake, and everyone knows it." Okay. Yeah, she was trying to hear that. She she was trying to tell to tell a girl like you did a good job, like congratulations. You know, you killed it this season, and she was like, "Girl, fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> Not respectfully. Nah, no. <laughs> Disrespectfully. But I love the energy, though. Like, now I hope, if they do a rival season, bring her back for that. Because <laughs> I think they will be a good team together, too. Once, like, they figure that shit out. I think that'll be it, yeah. Because I think, I feel like there have been a couple, like, instances of some people with have budding heads. It would be interesting to see another iteration of a rival season if these new players so hopefully fingers crossed but you never know got to a new decision to pick a partner and she said i really need my reward for winning this elimination and that reward is picking uncle ct that made kiwi and Brenna partners now and Brenna was seething once emmy said that she was picking ct she was just like don't say it's just like i am pissed the fuck off when TJ asked, like, how do you feel about this? And she was like, it's just funny how people brainwashed Emmy. Like, me and her are really close. Like, I think they're a little sister. They end up going back and forth. And Emmy was like, you're not my friend, bro. And that, I had to, like, <laughs> I was dying at that. <laughs> I think it's something about the language barrier between some of the cast and, you know, some of the American cast this season that I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> because we had Gabo not too long ago telling people to sit their ass down. Now you got Emmy. Listen, you're not my friend, bro. It's just, what the fuck are y'all watching over in y'all countries? <laughs> like, where are y'all getting this, this language from? I mean, y'all could give it up like that in y'all countries. I'm not saying that. I don't mean to be, you know, rude about what these where these people are from. I just, I find it funny. I find the, the I find it funny that y'all have all this verbiage. I'm just saying. Say that was a strong you're not my friend bro <laughs> it was very loud and clear <laughs> and that is how the episode ended for episode seven so we got the consequences handed down and we got to pick her uncle cd And I'm like, girl, give up the leashes. Like, you ain't gonna get through this, girl. That girl had mind her own. She did it for herself. Don't put the blame on them. They they some idiots themselves, but like, come on. It's a game. It was just the fact that she had spoken to her five minutes prior. And then she went back to the room and was like, I think she's, you know, gonna be upset because she just looked me in the face and asked me if I'm gonna take CT. And I told her, man, like, she didn't give an yeah. answer, but she didn't say, you know, flat out no. I think Emmy 
you know when somebody's asking you straight up and you can't even give an answer because you know what you're going to do because it's going to hurt their feelings. So I get that Emmy is just trying to stand back. I understand Bernard's hurt. But for me, like the way that this whole thing has, again, escalated going further in the episode, at one moment, Emmy can't be mad because it's just a game. And at another moment, Bernard can't be mad because it's just a game. Like, what the fuck is it? What What is it? No, I really don't. Nelson went to go talk to Emmy on behalf of Berna. And I'm like, sir, stop. I, I can't stop. Y'all okay, not about we, to. We, we addressed this last season. Men, stay out of women's business. Because this is going to come back again when they're in the deliberation. And he starts speaking to Amber when her and Berna are going back. Mind your business. Like, I don't care what you. Yo, I shouldn't have to tell a grown man to mind their business when it comes to women like why is a man i don't want a woman to come to me woman to woman i don't want a man to come to me man to woman and talk to me about your girl like yo drop your balls and get out my face i i don't understand you know what it's giving <laughs> it's giving peter real housewives real atlanta and needy talk told him stay out of his business not patricia Greg, but Needy told him she was like, I see more Patricia than Peter. Stay out of women's business. And that's exactly what it is. A man, I don't care how much your woman goes to you and come, you know, conveys everything that happened. That's y'all business. That's pillow talk. You keep that in the bed where y'all pillow talking, but you don't come back and address it to the woman and say, Hey, I heard you talk about my girl. What? Yo, where are y'all from? Like who is doing this outside? Like, I would like to know because I need y'all to just never do that again. Yeah, so I'm like, what are you really gonna do to a woman over your woman? Like, what are you what are you really about to do? Make it make sense. You're not about to be hands on her. And if you try and get you get a rebel of her, you're gonna lose. I'm sorry. You you're I, going to jail. That's what you're going to just don't make no sense don't come to me as a man about your woman and honestly don't come to me woman to woman either because i don't want to hear that shit man talk to your therapist get out my face like everybody just go back to your corners and leave people alone so um Dolphin tries to tell emmy that she should have been straight up with um brenna about picking tt and then Devin being messy i can we just talk about real quick how Devin has been elite with like the moments this season as well and being level-headed? He's so calculated. And this is why I like Devin. Devin is strategic. He is thinking about every single move before he even says a word to anybody. He's probably thought out like 30 different outcomes. Devin being the one who is quote-unquote level-headed, it's like, all right, we are in the depths. We are in yeah. the depths. We're in the pits. Okay. <laughs> These are the end days. <laughs> so he said that Berna voted for him in Amber last week and that the target is even bigger on her and it's not looking good for her. Okay. It ain't. And Devin, like you said, it's calculated. He's going to note it. And we already know, like, obviously, Brenda's going to go in because she's a Huey. But it's going to be even more satisfying for a lot of people in the house, especially Amber and him, that she might go home because they ain't messing with that. Amber was like, Berna voted for me. 
it's not looking good for her. I'm like, Amber, like, what, what is this? Like, I get, the, I, I, I get, the, I get the energy, but girl, it, this beef, I don't know what this beef is. I'm sorry that y'all have with it's, another. <laughs> it's not beef. It's tofu. It's giving tofurkey. Like, it's giving, you know, meatless chorizo. It's not real meat. It's not beef. Like, it's made up. It's impossible meat. Pretty much. And I wrote in my notes, it makes sense because she don't mess with Amber. Like, that's why she voted for them, because she don't mess with Amber. That's it. Nothing against Devin, obviously, but she don't like Amber. She was for her in. She wasn't going to vote for Esther, because that's, that's her rule. She wasn't going to do that, but it is what it is. And then we get screen time with Bettina and Priscilla. Haven't seen Bettina much this season at all. Aside from her little moments of laughing and, and the challenges, but Bettina finally got some screen time today, and her and Priscilla had a conversation about being at peace with having to go in animation because at this point, it's literally not that many rookies left, and it's not that many rookie rookie player pairs. Excuse me, it's only it's only only one. So at one point. They're going to start picking off the Rickies in some way. And at this point, like I said, they're at peace of having to go in like, and prove themselves. Just shake some shit up, basically. They are also ready to be the best in the land because at a certain point in this game, the vets are going to have to go in. And they want to be some of the people to pick the best in the land. This is where it's starting to get real because this is the moment all season we've been waiting to see who is going to start going down to the lair? And it was so many rookies. And I get the rookies were upset. Like, why do we have to continuously keep going in? Like, there should be other people going in. But honestly, if you're new, this is just what it's it's the course of the game. I'm sorry. It's it's not fair. Life isn't fair. This is just how it's gonna work in the game. You were down to like the last three to four rookies. This is the point where it's like, all right, somebody is gonna have to make a switch because now we're gonna start weeding out the big alliance to the actual alliances in the house and we're gonna see who's been who's number one who's this this that and you know kind of get to where we need to because it's still a lot of people left yeah the one thing that i'm still pissed about is the fed alliance like i is i hate it because like we've seen in past seasons like the veterans actually go out like continue to in the rookies but this alliance be like we said at the beginning of the season it's going to crumble. It's going to be hilarious. It already started to crumble with the Big Brother Alliance, obviously. But with these other folk, it's about to be even funnier. The whole idea of it is just, it's to me, it's stupid. Because it's literally y'all doing the same thing that like happened on Rivals 3. That's like the last time I think I remember seeing like that is starting to pit in the Rickies and like people that they didn't really know because like they wanted to see them go. It's not, it's nothing new. We've seen this before. Y'all just don't want to pit each other in. I get it. But at certain point, y'all gonna do that anyways. And I think one thing though, because we've seen it last season happen so early and production step in, it's kind of like, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Because if you try to strike too early, you're still not going to get the end result because in some way or form, they're going to come up with some kind of trick to make it seem as if though this elimination can't really happen. Because we had it early last season where CT and West were supposed to go against each other and somehow they magically did it, right? And that was kept continuously happening. So I think one thing with them just having so many people that are new, it was on their side. Like the numbers just were on their side this season in this kind of format. 
But ultimately, we were going to get to this point where they were just going to have to start pitting against each other and start putting, you know, themselves on the lines. Yeah. We saw a lot of people said they didn't want to die before the challenge. And Amber and Josh had a conversation as well. And Amber is still worrying about Verna. And it's really a personal issue, she said, is that they have that Verna has against her. She literally said, Verna, it's nice to go. Girls, obvious. Like, what is what is this? Amber, you, I don't think, I'm sorry. And I love, I like Amber. Amber don't, it was, it was very obvious Verna was going to probably leave because it was trying to get the freaking pair out. Like, I get you don't like the girl, obviously, but like, it was obvious Verna was probably next to go. So, that's just like kind of like duh like like no offense duh uh so we're going to go to the daily challenge now <laughs> and it was early in the, it was not early in the morning but it was early before waking up and the sirens are blasting and big t <laughs> was just screaming in frustration like no and it's like okay it's it, I, I know it's hella annoying to be like well, possibly woken up by the sirens and like you're just waking up and like i don't want to do this now I really don't. I would not be that one who did it either. I'm with Big T. You know, if I was her, I would, I, I'm with her one day. I don't be woken up in the morning with sirens telling me I have to go do a challenge. Let me get myself together first and then grab the sirens. Help me, TJ. Please, help me. Babe, if you want that to happen, you got to make your own show. That's not how it works. Sorry. <laughs> I know. So they um go to the challenge, and this is called Dive By where this is played in three heats and the teams have to ride um, an underwater jet ski, basically. And they have to collect two ropes of puzzle pieces attached to them and then they have to go back and forth and give them to their partner who was like standing in the water near shore. And then that partner has to swim and get on the, and get a dangling key that was on the yacht. And they have to use that key to unlock a chest and get the remaining puzzle pieces and they have to solve it and detonate their station. And the first team to do that, they win this daily. The first heat consisted of Big T, Jeremiah, Tori and Ed, Kyle and Amanda, and Amber and Devin. And Amber was ahead um, of Tori in this, but Amber was caught slipping a little bit <laughs> and Tori ended up getting first, like getting first in that moment um, after getting her second wire. And Jeremiah and Water are not friends at all. Um, listen, black people, my people, y'all going on the show. Y'all gonna need to know how to swim. That's just period. I get it. You know, we have socioeconomic reasons why sometimes we don't know how to swim. Odds are against us. But however, come if you're going on national television and you know that there's water going to be involved, just sharpen the skills a little bit before you get on tv because then you have people like emmanuel or logan which i forget which one it was they kind of looked alike sorry what's that blogger hair <laughs> listen at this point tomato tomato whichever one decided to say the mississippi river is right there maybe you should learn how to swim in the mississippi like come on Oh, you that, know was that, that was Logan. That was Logan. All right. So listen, before y'all get on TV, just learn how to swim. Just sharpen your skills before you come on the show because it's just not going to be a cakewalk. The last challenge that they had in the water like this, where Jeremiah and Tasha were just holding on to each other, just swimming around in circles, like just blind fish out of hell. <laughs> Jeremiah, <laughs> you know, 
at least he had something to hold on to this time. Because if he was just out there on his own, it would have looked a little bit worse. So I'm glad that him and Big T were able to get through it, though. Ultimately, at the end, he was able to go out and get the key for her. A quick sidebar. Before you get on the show, just shop and what you got up to a little bit. If you're not good at this, you, you pick up, you know, try to just figure it out before you get on. This is being um, too far from Houston. So I would suggest Jeremiah, go talk to Leroy. That, that's my advice. Okay. Like, I, like you mentioned, Big T was struggling to try and get that key because Big T is small as hell. Okay. And she was doing her hardest, but she just could not. And she's like, I can't do this. I'm going to get this man to do this for me because I can't do this. Again, I relate, Big T. If I can't do it, call somebody else. Somebody else taller, they can do it for me. I cannot. All of this is out they were in last place. Even on their last place, they finished it. But I, I knew this was going to happen because this man and water are not, don't mix. I'm, it was bad. Bad for him. And I would say he was all about it. But then he, there, was a, there was a pool on the island, Jeremiah. There was a pool. You could have saved it there. Megan. <laughs> That people was too busy fucking to learn how to swim. Are you serious right now? Stop it. Cut it out. Megan, you know better. Cut it out. <laughs> okay. Um, and then once people got to the shore and started to figure out, try to figure out the puzzle, a lot of people couldn't do it. And it was funny seeing Amanda and Kyle's like back-to-back confessionals. It was funny seeing, seeing that um Amanda saying, I hope Kyle has some brain sign and Botox. And then Kyle was like, you're the puzzle person. I'm the athletic person. That's how it's supposed I ain't doing shit. You know this. They both were like, you need to do it. You need to do it. No, you need to do it. They were just going back and forth. Just a mess. And like this, just seeing like the the split, going back and forth of them in the confessionals, that was funny to me. Because I'm like, these two are excellent. Two characters. And I'm enjoying this. And this is a, they're just a funny partnership. Funnier than him and Nani, because him and Nani were just divorced parents last season, but him and Amanda are hella funny together. Ultimately, in the first heat, Devin and Amber won, because Devin is our puzzle king, and he was able to complete the puzzle. In the second heat, it was Berna and Huey, Nelson and Priscilla, and Ashley and Jack. And Berna does it all of them. In the jet ski, I was like, "Okay, Berna." I was had, I mean, with that, I had a feeling, okay, they might take the heat, but uh, as Mirror says, that did not happen. Josh at one point was in last place and could not find the rope in the water. This man and trying to find things in the water and there's in the sky, it it don't work for him at times either. Like he gets so dizzy in some of these um challenges, and it's just sad to see at moments. Not for who? <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> I think it was last season. He was he had missed something, and Nani was like, "It was right there." No, no, she had a point because if we recall correctly, it was two ropes: one on the right, one on the left. Yeah, Nani was going on the right side. Josh was on the left side. Josh decided to leave the whole left side and go to the right side. There's only one rope, right? And Nani's supposed to get that rope. Where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> Where are you? Donde esta? Where are you going? That's what, that's what it's going. Josh has his moment. Josh has his moments where he's just a little out of it. 
you know, like the elevator, it's not going up. It's not going past level one sometimes. I don't know what if it's just because he's in the challenge and in the moment and everything, you know, the adrenaline is just rushing. But come on. I remember, like, his excuse was, I was trying to joke both of us. I'm sorry, what? Oh, that was your reason? Chill. Sorry, you have to yell at Josh. You have to finish that off to find his rope in the water. That was it. But yes, did you not remember that Milton called himself Scuba Nelly at the beginning of the challenge? No, and why would you? <laughs> like, no, I didn't remember this. I think we clarified that I'd be watching this, you know, not fully paying attention. But why would you remember this? <laughs> you said it with so much confidence. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, he's Detective Nelly. He's Scuba Nelly. He got so many nicknames. Like, this is just how, this is what we gave from Nelson. I'm sorry. Nelson be funny, unintentionally, unintentionally. Alrighty. But he was, he was jumping for his life, trying to get that key. Like, that man is, like, not that tall, so I'm like, I was confused, like, why are you jumping this much to try to get this? But, you know, he finally got it. And once everybody got to the shore, Ashley was like, I'm the public queen. I'm not trying to lose to these idiots. And I'm like, I, I, there are some idiots in this lineup. Because you have Nelson, and she wrecked a few, and they didn't work well. So, hey, I get it. So, Ashley and Josh won this heat. However... I think it was way before Ashley and Josh figured it out. But Berta and Huey, they got the they I saw, I read online that Berta and Huey actually got the puzzle right. They just didn't ask, say for check. They were waiting for a producer to say, oh yeah, that's right. Y'all need to take my initiative and like actually try and win. They had to hold out a big lead and they figured it out and then say shit to finish it out. Like y'all gotta finish your job. I'm sorry. This is why at the end of it, when they t- were speaking to Nelson and Priscilla and they were like, we got it here too. I was like, so why didn't y'all scream for a check? And the fact that that's just what happened behind the scenes, y'all deserve to lose because what the fuck were y'all doing? I don't know. I, I don't know. So like I said, Ashley and Josh won heat two. And then we go to heat three with Emmy and CT versus Casey and Emmanuel, Logan and Nani, and Corey and Bettina. And nani was not okay trying to find his rope like she was struggling yeah i don't know what my sister swimming to but she was i don't know what i don't know where she was at with it and then ct and emmy were okay flying through this whole thing like they went through like emmy was getting the pedals real quick ct and and she with the key with like no issue and then once they got to the shore and it's during the puzzle ct was like this is my time you, you, you did your job it's my time to do this and then and he was like let's rock this show uncle oh we're, we're keeping up this uncle thing ct is at that age where he is the uncle she's just trying to make fetch happen with this nickname and it, it makes it like realistically he kind of would be uncle with the age difference but that's either here or there then bettina and corey they tried to get a check and basically, TJ was like, nah, that ain't it. Because we saw, like, they got a couple parts missing. And I'm like, Corey, you know your ass can't do puzzles. Like, you, you've been on the show forever. You still can't do a puzzle right. Sir, get it together. And then Corey tried to let 
one of the good things he did was try to let Bettina lead, but they still didn't get it. But ultimately, TT and Emmy won that heat. And then TJ said that fastest team to win the daily overall to get the puzzle done were TT and Emmy. And Emmy started crying, but TT was like, keep it cool. We ain't doing that right now. And Brenna was also pissed. <laughs> that her quote-unquote little sister betrayed her and one of her partners. Girl, get over it. It's done. It's over. No, she won't drag this out. This is gonna be, this is the plot for this whole episode, damn near. Like, yeah. she was just not gonna let this shit go. Yeah. Brenna and Huey both know that they're gonna go in and they need to educate another team if they win. Obviously, come on, common sense at this point. And Jeremiah, he said he wanted a new partner. He was talking to Priscilla at the party, and I love their friendship. Like my look at my, I just want to say my Love Island kids are getting along, and I love that. Okay, like a lot of them are cool on social, but to see both of them in person, like having a camaraderie, I love it. But Jeremiah said he wanted a new partner as well. And it was like nothing against Big T, but they haven't been performing well. And he wanted to get a different partner so that he has better chances of possibly winning a challenge. And Amber's dumbass. Really, <laughs> she wanted, obviously, Jeremiah to come back. And then she says she'll partner with him. That's a recipe for disaster. I'm sorry. I don't like that. Is that what she said? Yeah. Okay. Having a partner that you're also sleeping with that's not going to work that never almost never works out unless you're like ct or dm or some shit like that like you got to be on a level where y'all both are really connected and that y'all can put you know each other's past like what y'all doing to the side and focus on the game and because that quote-unquote relationship is so fresh like it just started since y'all been in the game since she got there definitely not gonna work not at all and like i was just so baffled that she was really willing to go down nation against brenna and then casey and josh is trying to talk her out of it telling her to sleep on it and casey the professional was like if i'll talk she ain't gonna go down and i'm like that's one time i'm gonna probably agree with casey because that was all talk like amber was so like giddy on trying to go in take out brenna and also try and save jeremiah that man don't need saving i'm sorry like that's not your boyfriend Y'all just look it up. It ain't that serious. It's really not. And so at nominations in the chamber, Brenda started to clarify a lot of things. And she was like, I'm not mad at Emmy. I'm not mad that she picked CT. But she didn't like that she was lied to, which I get. I don't like to be lied to either. And Emmy apologized and tried to win the game. Brenda still says she didn't like Amber because she didn't want to hear stories going on and on about last season. And then Amber's like, I don't care that you don't like me. It's okay. That became like a back and forth with them too. And it's like, I cannot. And then like you mentioned earlier, Nelson tried to give us two cents to Amber. He's like, don't do that. Why shut up? This ain't your place. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up, Patricia. It got still to a point where you take and Priscilla's like, can I speak? Because I got some things to get off my chest as well. And she knows it's most likely going to be Ricky Toy again, obviously. And she brought up the fact that Amber voiced that she wouldn't go in in Amber's face <laughs> when Priscilla said that's like oh shit <laughs> why did I say that but what, I wasn't serious yeah this is where Amber fucked up for me because that whole situation and let's briefly touch on that where Amber was telling Casey and Josh 
as if Casey didn't betray her, betray her not too long ago and told her that she wasn't really in the alliance. Like, why would you even go to Casey and Josh? I would go to Josh, possibly. I'm not bringing Casey along with it. Like, fuck her, honestly, because she's the one who with Fessy and saying like, yo, put this girl in. So I don't even understand why she even trusted Casey in that situation. And then she came and doubled back and was telling Berna like, well, I got friends in the house and outside the house. Who, mama? Who you got? You got Jeremiah? Who you sleeping with? You got Josh. I don't know who else you're talking about. Because these people have shown time and time again, they really don't care about you. So I don't know what friends you're talking about. You got associates. You got people who you cool with. Friends is a little uh, a harsh term. Like the way she was trying to be so like, I got friends in the house inside. Who? You have Josh. That's it. Show show the names. Like, what are the names of these people? Because if you start naming these people that's the that's standing behind you, looking at you crazy, yeah, girl. <laughs> mm. So Amber, watch your back, Ma. Like, stop calling these people your friends. Stop. You're doing a lot here. You're the one who was so sure that she wanted to go in. Everyone's telling you, like, yo, sleep on it. You know, come back tomorrow. And I don't know if she was just drunk, but come on. You got to relax. Yeah, like, she was talking in circles. I'm like, I can't do this with her. Like, but it was funny seeing Amber try to give Priscilla attitude. And, and, and Priscilla was like, I don't I don't need the attitude, okay? Don't bring that to me. All it said is not, not, nothing against you. I just said, you voiced that you wanted to go in. That was it. And Jeremiah also said that he wanted to go in because um, he, he was like, no, nothing against Big T. And Big T understood that. CT was like, whoever goes in. Y'all better choose wisely. That's it. They voted, and Verna and Huey are the compromised pair. That's that on that. Like, we knew what this was going to happen. So we go to the lair, and Emmy and CT vote in both Jeremiah and Priscilla. And TJ was like, it's so rave down here. Again. And Kyle was like, don't mention that. Like, it's obvious. And I was like, like I said, I love this friendship. That Priscilla and Jeremiah had because like it showed in this elimination, the little handshake. I loved it, and there's something working together in this elimination as well. It's really great. And Nelson was like, "I want Brenda to come back. I really like Brenda, and I want her to come back." And he's like, "I'm so sorry for my part, Priscilla, but I, I want Brenda to come back." At this point, Bre- uh, Nelson, this is not either one, okay? This is not. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say something, and yeah, never mind. Okay, so this elimination. The teams are tied together by the wrist back-to-back, and they have to release themselves by climbing up a pole to reach a blade, and they have to use that to cut the ropes and release them. The first team who does that, they win this elimination. And it was so funny to see Berna try to <laughs> try to drag Huey in this BBL while Jeremiah and Priscilla were just moving as one because his ass was too big. Why? Have mercy. <laughs> Let's start the BBO discussion, girl. So when y'all go to your doctors, you know, make sure you're telling them to put the little medium CC, not the large one, but the medium, because you may or may not have to do a challenge where you're up against the pole. And we're not talking about that kind of pole. Get the medium. Don't get the large. No, or else your ass will get stuck um, in the middle of a pole. So... Yeah, Huey. <laughs> that was just funny. 
They were like, oh, Huey's ass is just stuck. Everyone was so shocked. They're like, Huey, move up. And then at one, one point, someone goes, it's his ass. He can't move it. Like, it's too big. He can't get by. <laughs> Everyone comes to the realization. Huey's like, my ass can't move it. It's too big. And I'm just like, bruh, what a nightmare. Yeah. And Jeremiah and Priscilla, they were trying to get the rope cut, but it just wasn't budging. And that gave Brenna and Huey some time to catch up, finally. Uh, it took some time, but Priscilla finally got the rope cut. And she said, um, Nelson is still a girlfriend and packing. And Nelson was in distress, okay? That man was just, my, my girl was going home. He was so heartbroken, sir. You've known this girl for how long in this house? You have to tell us about her. Like, sir, stop. You would have thought they was freaking the characters from the notebook, like Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams. Like, bro, you known this girl for 2.5 seconds. Y'all were in the house together. Okay, cool. I'm so... He was so distraught. And I'm just like, all right, this is... Enough is enough. Enough is enough. He had to run down the stairs, honey, to tell his woman goodbye. Like, he couldn't even bid her adieu from the top, like, as everyone else was. He had to run down the stairs and run into his woman's arms and let her know, everything's going to be okay. I'm going to see you soon. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. It's not that deep, babe. <laughs> it really isn't. And it was funny when he did that. They, they panned it, took it, actually. And like, oh, hmm, okay. Noted. I'm, sh- I'm sure she he wanted to run down the stairs and she was leaving. He'd have been like, all right, gooses. See yeah. you next time. It was just funny, though. It's like, while, like, he was having a pity party, everyone was, like, cheering and clapping. <laughs> like, you catching feelings for what? A fling? Be me. I'm sorry. In this house? I cannot. Like, she's gonna go back home to Turkey. Side note, bring Turbo back with her. That's it. Brenna, go get your friend Turbo and bring him back. I miss him. But she's gonna go back to Turkey. And you're gonna go back to Texas. In America. That's not gonna work, sir. Well, I think she had posted him on social media, too. If I'm not mistaken. So, like, they really found true love in a hopeless place. They were ready to just, you know, get married right then and there. Kudos to you both for finding that. But that's just, that's not a recipe for success. Like, toxic first on 90, 90 Day Fiance, some of them have, don't have a good success rate. I'm sorry. This is this is what it's from. Yeah, it's it's been married at first sight, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> and TJ asks both Jeremiah and Priscilla, were they going to stay together? Or pick other people. And he was like, y'all worked really well together. Y'all not going to stay together? And Jeremiah was like, nope. We got other plans. So Priscilla got first pick. And she prefaced it. There's something was said in deliberation. And I don't like threats. So let the games begin. And we all knew what that was about. Because Ashley said in deliberation when they're like, okay, if I get to a point where I can be a vet in the Ricky Lyons, Ricky partnership, and a vet's not to go down there at one point, it's not going to look great for nobody. And I'm like, ma'am, what was the point of saying that when it's going to be obvious in the first place? So Priscilla brought that up, and she was like, that sounds like a threat. I'm, I'm going to note it and bring it back up at the right time. And this was the perfect time to do that. Priscilla was like, I'm going to pick Joshi. Come on down. And everyone was like, oh, shit. Whoa. 
That was everyone's reaction. It was like, oh, now the game's got the gun. And Priscilla started the war. And I absolutely love it. It needed to get a jump start. It was going to happen next week anyway, because there were going to be no quote-unquote rookie rookie teams left unless she decided to stay with Jeremiah, which she wouldn't. She's just the one that happened to put the battery in the back, and she's a rookie. I love to see it because this whole time Priscilla's been under under the radar. She hasn't been, you know, doing much. Her dailies, she hasn't been winning and been in the front of the heats or anything like that. So Priscilla's like, listen, I'm here. Let's start it. And I like that. I blame Nelson for not performing better. I'm going to say that. Here <laughs> <laughs> you go. It's a team effort, Megan. It is a team effort. She was, she was doing what she was doing. That man was holding it back at times. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, Megan. <laughs> I was low picking for Nelson. I'm just, this, it was just funny. Because, like, when they first even became partners in the first episode, that man could not figure out combination luck. And it was not looking great. Like, girl, good luck. Y'all, y'all gonna do good in like some physical stuff, but if but when it came to the puzzles and the math, I was like, you have to carry the team because that man was not gonna do nothing. That was it. With that, Jeremiah picked Tori, and I don't know if I like this for him. I don't know why he picked Tori. I would have chose Casey. I'd have I'd have just threw the whole the whole wrench in. I well, would Casey. <laughs> if he chose Casey, Emmanuel's gonna drink his blood. All right, Dracula. Like, get out of here with this shit. Because everybody's like, oh, I believe him. I believe he's going to do it. All right, y'all. He's not cannabis, but all right. Yeah. Because I, I, like I feel like, yeah, Jeremiah could have picked Casey. He could have risked that. He could have also picked who, like, who other strong couples left. Aside from Ashley. Because I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, but he didn't want to pick Ashley. No, I don't know how well that would have worked. I mean, he could have stayed with Priscilla. But like we said, that rookie rookie pair wouldn't have worked. But they were a good team together. He could have chose Casey. He could, there were some other choices that he could have won. I would have won with Casey, honestly. I would have just shook the whole situation up. Yeah. Yeah, same. I'm like, I'm like, I was thinking Nani, but like, that's literally like Priscilla picking Josh. Right. Which I don't know even know why she even picked Josh. I mean, I get it to get back at, to yeah. get back at Ashley long term. Uh, I probably would have went with Devin or somebody else. I feel like for her, I feel like she. So I didn't want her to ruffle Amanda's feathers either. <laughs> it took Kyle. But I think Amanda probably wouldn't have cared because um, she was here for... Wouldn't have cared for, for that. Yeah. Amanda wouldn't have cared at all. But that would have been an easier target for her if she would have picked Kyle because they already don't like... They don't like Kyle that much in the house. Yeah. So that would have been like a easier target for her to put down if if she would have went with Kyle. Because um, I'm like, I don't want her... Like, she, oh, she could No, I was like, she could have put Corey, but... No, it's okay. Why would she go from Nelson to Corey? Like, that's even worse. Your, you want more for your girl, not less. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. It was really only Josh and Devin. That was that was the only other option that I think that would be feasible. Because she yeah. can't go with Emmanuel because Emmanuel's also a rookie. Can't she pick can't go Ed. with Logan. She can't pick Ed. Like, there's yeah. not that much for her to choose. Yeah, that is true. So both of those moves led to both Nelson and Big T being partners and condolences, Big T. Um, you gotta deal with that man. But I think they've also worked good together um, at different points. And then Ashley and Ed are now partners as well. Good luck. 
And that is the end of episode eight. Per usual, every episode we get into these tweets, we be seeing y'all on a timeline and get into these tweets from this week. We're going to start with the BBL discourse once again. Not the BBL getting in the way. Hashtag challenge 37, hashtag disaster. And they accompanied the gif of booty, booty, booty with Black Youngsta. Okay, I don't, I'm, I'm a little old, I don't know that. But I also want to say I find it funny that a BBL got in the way of him climbing up a pole. Said no Atlanta strip ever. Next. <laughs> Priscilla said, you should have kept your mouth shut. And there's a video, hold on. I need you to hear this. Shout out to Zoe. Um, then the next one is, I know the vet's scared as hell and pissed at Ashley for saying that dumb threat. Listen, you open your mouth, you said something, there you went, you jinxed it. Yeah. And from Corey Lay, who was watching it on West Coast Time last night, he said, have any of the vet guys thought about who's going to take CP out in an elimination before the final? Y'all busy making fun of the Ricky's gameplay, but look at your own LMAO. Yeah, Corey, they're going to have to look at that sooner or later. I think they've already thought about it amongst themselves. Devin also had mentioned, like, listen, for the next week, upcoming episode, they don't want people who have won the game prior to win again this season. It's been talked about, and it's going to parlay throughout the rest of the season. I don't think they're smart enough to even do that. I'm sorry. They're going to mess it up. We'll see. I don't know. I hope not because just for the storyline's sake, I don't really want CT to win again, but who knows? Yeah, but it is funny in the preview, Corey and Joshua went at it and like, Corey, this is the most screen time you get in this season. Wow, look at you instigating the fights and then starting to buck up at folks. Who are you? I don't know. Ryder, come get your follow-up, please. Yeah. (laughs) And that is the end of this episode. We are now officially caught up with the season. And that's great. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> it only took us eight episodes. Okay, <laughs> this lady from Simpsons. <laughs> but yes, so we'll be probably back on the weekly one episode thing, but I kind of like the double episodes, but we'll see what happens. Um, also, there's some good news. We have reached at least over 500 downloads for the podcast. So cheers for us. Yay! Clap it up, clap it up, because I'm not editing that in, so clap it up amongst yourselves at home. There you go, there you go. Yay! Thank thank everyone for so far listening to us uh, talk about this show. It's been almost a year in November, because we started this with that that reaction to Double Agents, and look at us now. Almost a year in, and three seasons. First of all, hear yourself. A year and three seasons. Yo, what's going on with TV right now? That's crazy to me. Yeah. Once this goes, we're going to do All-Stars. And that's going to be something. That's so crazy. Yeah. Like, this is how TV works. Like, they go shoot for, like, two, three months. Come back. They regurgitate it. Yeah. <laughs> and get ready for it to air. And then it's out again, like, months later. But I'm also glad for Paramount Plus for feeding us All-Stars. That was a great moment of 2021. Got to see some more faces on that. And yeah, thank you guys for listening to the show so far. If you guys 
want to share it, share it. Because we're actually kind of funny over here and we give y'all the good takes. Follow our Twitter page <laughs> at Dual Lions Pod, where we live tweet during the show. Like Megan said, we're caught up. So we'll be back weekly, depending on our schedules, to also follow our YouTube page at Dual Alliance Pod, where you can catch clips of the show, just funny moments that we kind of put together. You can follow our personal pages at Megs and Hines. At Ace underscore S5. I got you. Thank I got you. you. Thank you. And we will be back next week. Later. Bye.